Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs or plebs. Joining us today is the Bitcoin Boomer. He is a Hall of Fame podcaster. We're talking about Gary Leland. We are going to dive into the numbers, though. Let's do it, people. Number time. Brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever. Take advantage of the link down below for 10% off. At the time of this recording, the block height is 710,197. The Bitcoin price, 60,070. Chain rewrite day, 747. Total public lightning capacity, 3,239.97. Moscow time, 1664. And blocks to the halvening, 129,803. Nico, I got stumped there for a second because I honestly feel like we read that same number for the public lightning capacity yesterday. And I feel like the Bitcoin price was at the same place it was yesterday when, when we did this. So that I'm... <laughs> so I'm going to say the same thing that I said yesterday. <laughs> Bitcoin's dead. Pack it up. It's over, Phil. We got to go home. It's 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 done. But, but anyways, anyways, I have I have, you know, you guys know that I, I signed up for a little glass node subscription and I have something interesting. Again, we don't like to speculate on this channel, but we do like to show you actual data that you could verify yourself. This is called the market value to realize uh, sorry, the market value to realize value ratio. Okay, says it twice. Anyways, and kind of describing what this is, market value to uh, realize value is the ratio between the market cap and realized cap. It gives an indication of when the traded price is below a fair value. So let's check it out, right? And here is 2017, right? Is kind of the top there. Here's the 2013, here's the 2011. Right now, what's really interesting is here was kind of the you know the top i would say you know before the china ban you know 64k but we hit an all-time high recently and this is actually lower than it was when we hit the all-time high mid-time in the middle of the year so very interesting statistic this is telling me right that bitcoin's fair market value is actually lower than when we hit the all-time high in the middle of the year Anyways, some some little hopium into your veins, guys. Don't read too much into it, but Phil, any thoughts? I've never seen that metric before in my life. Me neither, dude. <laughs> That's I just, very interesting. We, we get from the comments like, use that glass note subscription more. And I'm like, okay, let me pick this right. one and let me read it. But uh, anyways, Phil, let's move on. I suspect that the Daily Fail, speaking to Gary before before we started recording, um, I suspect that the daily fail is is, is definitely going to be interesting today. Um, but Phil, it's time for the daily fail. Brought to you by Amber app. Check them out. Amber.app. It's Bitcoin made easy. Amber is the easiest way to invest in Bitcoin. The link is down below. I'm sure that after a month, I'm not going to forget. No. But for some reason, I forgot about yellow. Amber. The smart way to stack sets. This isn't our main fail. We, we just we, we kind of have like two smaller ones and then our main one is more about a shit coin. But but Joe, but Joe Weisenthal, the at the stalwart is is kind of a kind of a shit coin of Twitter, kind of a shit coin of the Bitcoin space. Anyways, um, so he goes on to say this. He goes, it would be immoral, in my opinion, to have a monetary system that allowed a time traveler from 100 years ago to maintain their purchasing power all that time without having done anything in that time other than store money under a mattress. Sounds like a socialist. 
Yeah, like what kind of bullshit is that? So, so it sounds immoral that you gave this finite thing that is impossible to get back. That that's immoral that you can store your value for your future generations. And he's kind of an idiot. I mean, he has kids. Well, like, what I kind mean, of stupidity is that? So, again, you, you know, we'd like to say we always say this, guys. We are apolitical on the show. We don't lean left. We don't lean yeah. right. Right. But I think that he's looking at it from the wealth uh, redistribution standpoint, right? And, you know, perhaps there's a political leaning in that tweet. But anyways, that that's, to be honest with you, like, you know, and I don't, I don't use this word lightly, like, that's a, that's a psychopathic tweet, man. That's crazy. That's, that's absolutely insane, right? Because it's like, if, if you can't maintain your purchasing power, I'm assuming that purchasing power is supposed to be given to someone else. Like, who gets to decide that? So, but, but also what's weird, I'm sorry, I just want to point out also what's weird is that like the, the work I do today for the dollars I get today in no way empower the, the previous dollars. Like I, I don't get his whole framing. Like it doesn't make sense. You yeah. should be able to store your value. You can't get your time back. It, it, anyways, it's, it's just ridiculous. And yeah, it's, it was a triggering tweet. I, I hated it. Is it time um, I can come on the show? Absolutely. Hey, I think I don't know who this guy is, but he's an idiot. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't know who he is. So, so what? What does he have a problem with gold? I mean, or is it just the other forms of value? I mean, gold. Let's face it. You know, you probably during the days of King Arthur could buy a suit of armor with one gold coin, and today you can buy like a Armani suit or some great suit with one gold coin. So, gold holds its value. Is that what he's bitching about? Is gold? Because we know he's not bitching about the dollar. Because if you save. That hundred dollars for a hundred years, you'd have two dollars or something. So uh, I, I assume he has to be talking about Bitcoin, I guess, since we have the time traveler involved shit. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I don't know what this guy's even talking about. What could he be upset again? I'm, I, I need to be taxed with the invisible tax of inflation while I'm not even spending my money, but just while I'm saving it. And that's good. It's 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 absolutely crazy. I think I think Gary hit the I, nail on the head. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I just don't understand why you would not want my dollar, my hundred dollars, to be worth a hundred dollars a hundred years from now. Why you'd want them to be worth two dollars? I, I, I really think it goes back to what I was saying. You know, initially is that he he this wealth redistribution that um, again we don't like to get political on the show, but I would say major parts of you know Western democracies really believe in this idea of wealth redistribution, and Bitcoin makes it very difficult for that to 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 happen and, and and also you know there's no inflation right so you're incentivized to hodl that bitcoin you're not even incentivized to spend it right well we didn't always have this type of uh devaluing of the money so i guess our whole economy during the time america did more than any other country in the world was just a terrible economy that was not fit to be used when we were doing the best when we were the leading country in the world but now that our money's not worth shit, we're better is what he's saying. But I go outside and I don't see it right now, or nor do I see it on the news. Yeah. I don't know. And especially like my generation, like you could pull up the next tweet, Phil. I'm just okay. gonna finish my thought. Uh, but yeah. especially my generation, uh, Gary, like for, you know, and I say this all the time, I said this at the, I said this at the Bitcoin conference, this is Bitcoin or slavery. Our, our, our my generation, the millennial generation, the Zoomer generation, we are so screwed, you know, we no, are screwed bad. We, we can't afford if it wasn't for Bitcoin, you know, I wouldn't be able to afford a home. I wouldn't be I would be a, I would essentially be a, a Russian surf, 
right? So Bitcoin is the only option that my generation has for a future. The dollar is just, it's a catastrophe anyways, Phil. All right, moving on to the next tweet. Okay, this is just a, a quick take. We're not gonna watch the video from Reason, okay? That's gonna be in the, uh, in the show. It's a six minute video, so we're not gonna watch it. But the point of this tweet, and of course, Cynthia Loomis is not the fail, of course, but her observation is very interesting. Let's dive into it. A very cool thing about being in the Senate is access to information, anecdotes, and research stripped of big media spin. This unpacking of the spin and clearly presented info on Bitcoin mining and the powerful decentralized network is digital gold. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. Phil, do we you all wanna, know we get fed BS. I think this is a great yeah. topic. Do you want to like um, exit mm -hmm. out of the screen so we could riff on yeah. this a little bit and then I can sure. put it into yeah. gallery view? But yeah, so I, I, I look so it, to just kind of summarize the video a little bit. Nick Carter and Alex Gladstein did an excellent job, you know, pointing out how the the powers that be are using the environmental FUD to go after Bitcoin because the government cannot control it. So that's the excuse. Bitcoin uses too much energy. Bitcoin is wasteful. In the video specifically says that um, for just one Bitcoin transaction, it uses more electricity than one home does in a month. You know, wording like that, you hear that type of rhetoric from Elizabeth Warren, you know, from the Green New Deal type of people, right? So I think that video was, was very powerful because it rebuked a lot of those false narratives that the, a lot of the corporate media has been picking up, uh, picking up on. Phil and I, you know, we 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 try to debunk it as much as possible. But reason, you know, with that blue check mark, has a much bigger audience. So I thought it was a really well done video. Uh, yeah. Gary, what are your thoughts on all this BS from the media? Like, what's your perspective on it? Well, I mean, I don't think it takes too long to. Um look at the BS and realize how much of BS it is. I mean, or to break it down into pure BS, uh, um, you know, for instance, oh my gosh, you know, when people th start talking about Bitcoin using up so much money and tearing uh, the world apart, more than a house, more than a city, whatever in the hell they come up, be more than a whole country someday that we, uh, one mining machine uses at the rate they're going. But they never talk about all the energy the banking system uses. That's what gets me the most. I mean, oh my gosh, what do you think those armored cars, which are basically tanks that get four miles to the gallon, probably running money all over town cost, much less the banks running the banks, making money, distributing money. I mean, the banking system, if you take the whole banking system as a whole, it uses, it must be using more power than anything on the planet, even the U.S. Army. I mean, the banking system, because it's not just in the United States, the banking system uses that much power. In UK, it uses that. In Germany, I bet it uses that. I bet every civilized nation that has a, a, a banking system that's strong uses a ton of electricity to support that banking system. And that's the thing I think Bitcoin's going to save money on. Yeah, maybe it does use electricity, but this product, Bitcoin, is going to save us energy in the long run because the banking system maybe won't be what it is today and it'll use less energy. Or maybe it'll start using Bitcoin in the banking system instead of toting dollars all around. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I mean, to me, that's the biggest farce of all is when they talk about the energy. But, uh, you know, you've got a lot of people who have a lot of, uh, what would v I say? A vested, lot of, vested yes, interest. Yes. yes. And, and then there, the problem is really, the problem is just like in politics, just like in a lot of things. 
Some people just listen to sound bites and make mm-hmm. all their decisions off sound bites without ever doing one inch of research. And that's what those statements are made for, for those people who don't do any homework. Absolutely. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. And I would say not some people, Gary, I would say most people <laughs> follow the sound bites. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I, I, Phil, I'd agree with that. I think this is the I think this is gonna be Gary's favorite part. Let's get into the shitcoin fail. Let's dump on that shitcoin, bro. Right, and this is going to be hilarious, okay? Um, for the people from 2017, you may remember this shitcoin, VET, right? Uh, these people, the, the supply chain tracking token, right? Everybody was, like, all excited about, oh, we're going we're gonna to track the wine bottles and this and that. For some reason, <laughs> that needs to be money. Like, are you kidding me? All right, yeah, so let's dive into this because guess what? They've upgraded their shitcoin. Here we go. And just in time, right? Just in time for... You'll notice that a lot of these upgrades take place around, around Bitcoin bull markets. <laughs> just saying. Just saying, right? Nobody upgrades in, in, in the dead market. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Proof of authority 2.0. Okay? VeChain upgrades to proof of authority 2.0 consensus mechanism. Proof of authority. Uh, that's Just the wait. signal. That's the signal right there. Even more environmentally friendly. That that's you, it right there, bro. Yes. That's it. That's I don't the even attacking. have to read it. Okay. That's you know exactly vector. where we're going. Watch oh this. God. Okay, so here we go, right? It doesn't even matter what I read about the top. Okay, improved, great, wonderful. Like Nico just said, even more environmentally friendly. Here we go. Supply chain tracking network VChain has just upgraded its consensus mechanism to what it claims is the world's greenest method of verifying blocks on the chain. So, in other words, the scammiest and the most centralized. I digress. Let's let's continue. Let's continue. Here we go. Um, Proof of authority or POA and proof of stake differ from proof of work in that they do not require mining to reach network consensus. POA achieves consensus by verifying users' identities. Man, what? Cla- Cla- like Cla- WTF is that? Klaus yeah, Schwab. What is that? Klaus Schwab called. He's he's all for this. He's an investor. Yeah, he loves this. <laughs> okay, so while POS does this by staking shitcoins on the network, and yeah, all right, we know how that goes. Okay, here we go. The VeChain network runs. Th- this is great. The VeChain network runs with only a hundred and one nodes. Fewer nodes reduces decentralization, but increases the speed and reliability of the network. No I mean, really? <laughs> Why not God, we, we know this. We come <laughs> from this garbage. This is part of the problem. Okay, here we go. Is this? Is it? Are they trying to be the most centralized shitcoin on the internet? Yeah, that, that's. You know, on the- <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's the hint is in the name. Proof of authority. Proof of authority. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. This gets dumber. If you didn't think it gets dumber, just I'm going to keep reading. It gets dumber. An added advantage is POA is less energy intensive and emits a very low amount of carbon. VeChain suggested that the new upgrade is the world's greenest consensus to drive mass adoption. This is just fluff and garbage complete fluff and garbage the upgrade consists of three major components according to the official announcement the first is a verifiable randomness function that securely and randomly assigns nodes to produce blocks or process transactions making them immune to corruption are you talking about the 101 nodes they randomly get assigned to process the transactions this is somehow makes it immune to corruption and the 101 nodes we can guarantee aren't owned by the same people or the group of people cohorting. It's legit. It's 101. This is 
It's this not. A, it's not a hundred. It's a hundred and one. Well, if it had been ninety-eight, I'd really been damn worried. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was extra three. I'm feeling pretty comfortable now. <laughs> we would have had to stop the show at that point. I mean, I mean anyways, <laughs> we could just pack it in because Bitcoin loses to that. But right, you know, if they go. made the thing you're not even thinking about, dudes, if they made it a hundred and two, <laughs> the energy consumption for the environment. Yeah, it would just it would just destroy the whole thing. It's true. It would no longer be the the most the greenest coin because that's that hundred and second one. That's it. I'm sure they did a uh, some kind of study, figured mm-hmm. out how many nodes they could have before they went over the mark, and uh, that's where they came with a hundred and one. After it, you know it, that it, study must have cost some fortune because they did it right. You know they did it properly. Of course, uh, Clara Schraub wouldn't, wouldn't approve if it was a hundred and two. No. Yeah, yeah, hundred and one. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We're, we're close to wrapping it up. We're diving into the third component, which is a passive block finality confirmation process. Th- this is great. You're going to like this. This helps ensure new blocks are finalized, even if all the nodes in the network are unsynchronized. So you know what that means? That tells you that the central authority pushes through the frickin transaction, whether the nodes agree or not, whether they can agree or not. I, it's OK. Anyways, here we go. Wrapping it up, the VeChain team explained in the announcement that the POA 2.0 secure use case adaptive, relatively fork-free approach of chain extension, or in brackets, surface, is needed to meet the demands of future blockchain applications and increasing global demand. Okay, let me tell you, when you say demand twice in the same sentence, I, I, I know, because we've all written, we've all had to write essays. Okay, like that, that, that tells you that, that you don't have enough words. So you, you've, you need extra words. So you're using the same words. But anyways, besides all that, Nico. That was like the biggest pile of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, so really. <laughs> not, not you. I mean, what you read. Oh, no, it's okay. I didn't want that, you to think your remarks were. I mean, what... That was a heaping pile of shit. Phil, I don't know. Look. Okay, because uh, Gary, I'm sure you saw this on Twitter. The world coin with the fucking orb. Oh yeah, and, like, does your eye the, retina scan? I don't know whether this is worse or that because yeah. Phil, that was that wasn't just shit, bro. That was dinosaur shit. That was. <laughs> that is one big pile of shit. You know, like, but this is you could have a a new segment, you know, biggest the shit of the week. I mean, you know, (laughs) and then what could be the double ply winner, the single ply, you know, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Hey, that, ah, Phil, we could, all right, we could determine the level of shit of the shit coin. We're gonna have to give Gary creds for this every time yeah. we every time we do one the, uh, has the either a folder or a scruncher. I mean, there's a exactly. lot of things we can do. Is it is it a Chihuahua shit? Is it a horse shit? Or is it dinosaur shit? Yeah. yeah. Boom, bro. Gary. It could be a it could be a prehistoric horse. I mean, you're, you're making all history right now as we speak, Gary. Wow. Like this, like yeah, like that's. I mean, we're gonna do it. That that's we, that's amazing. We just got a new rating system. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm oh glad my. I can a rating system and be for the shit for the, for the fail. Awesome. Brought to you by Gary Leland. Brought to you by no. Brought to you by Gary Leland and Bitblock Boom. Because um, we like to be uh, kind of hooked up and thought of every time people think about shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's no, not do that. No. <laughs> okay, no, we talk about this. Now. We take it back. We take right. it back. We'll, we'll give you maybe creds in the in the show notes then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll do that.
Some people don't do that. No, we do not want to associate Gary with that. He's a Bitcoiner. <laughs> not associating him with the shit coins. That's not what's happening here. That's How did not... that happen? That's ridiculous. No, no, no. Oh, you know what? He came up with a rating system he to highlight how shit the shit coins are. Yes, you that see? was the plan. That was the plan. That but you know, was I was telling you in the pre-show. Whenever I tell a shit coiner they can't come to BitBlock Boom, <laughs> they always they always go. But I have Ethereum. Certainly, that's not a shit coin. Now they're going to switch that to certainly VeChain is not a shit coin because <laughs> it has the proof of. But it's authority. 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 Of authority. That's, yeah. like, that's fucking terrifying. And with that, it can't be a it can't be a shit coin. <laughs> oh my god. It, it has exactly. the authority. It has the authority. But anyways, <laughs> Phil, it's time for the daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel Twenty One. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's pure pleb signal. Get yourself a physical copy. This is volume eight and volume nine. There's scarce. There's only a thousand made per volume. Get your copy of Citadel Twenty One today. All right, everybody. The first meme is brought to us by fellow YouTuber, Pub, Pubby, of. Pubby. Toxic happy hour. Definitely go check it out. Anyways, so who wants to tell one? Who who wants to tell them? But what about my shitcoin? Sorry, kid. It's a security. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Moving on to the next one. This is Greg Zag. It's Willing the Foe, class of 2016. <laughs> Circa 2021. <laughs> this is what the bear markets do to you. You see, Nico didn't have a beard in 2016. <laughs> Nico has a beard now. <laughs> they, they they toughen you up. Moving on to the next one. This is by BTC Sessions. Hashtag the next Bitcoin. And it's just all the shitcoin. Is Tron going to be the next Bitcoin? Here's why Ethereum is the next Bitcoin. What is the next Bitcoin? There's so many. Seven cryptocurrencies under $2 that could be the next Bitcoin. Forbes, Ripple could be the next Bitcoin. Here's why Cardano is the next Bitcoin. Wow, dude. So many. And this is uh, this is how awesome the mainstream media is. And last but not least, we got a, tw uh, a meme from Bitcoin Taliban. Quote, Bitcoin could go sideways for eight years. Many are not happy with their return. Shut up already. 10% dip. <laughs> 2 million percent increase in the last 10 years. Absolutely hilarious. Incredible, incredible, incredible memes. And for those incredible memes, Phil, I'm going to give it my Crypto Cloaks hoodie. Ooh. Woo! What about you, Phil? What are you going to give those memes? Okay. I dug some more stuff out of my office stuff. So... I came somewhat prepared. Here we go. Love them all. Don't want to give it away. No, you're not going to see until you see it, but... Boom! It is a light-up lightning thingy, Madilly. Wait, you have that at your office? I had this, yeah. This was in my, uh, this was in my cube. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it, uh, you know, you plug it in, it's a, you know, it lights up, you plug it in, USB, USB-powered, and it's the, uh, the lightning logo. That's cool. I like it. That's what, about, what they get. They get the lightning logo. What about you, Gary? What would you give those pumps? Well, I'm going to give the uh, a push on the badass button. Oh. You, you, you never know what the badass button's going to say, though. That's the problem. So we'll find out right now. You can do it! I don't know what that means with this, but I guess they could do better. But I thought they were pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was that was top ten score ever. We've never had a badass button. That's awesome. Badass button. I kind of want a badass button. My That's daughter gave me this button. for Christmas like ten years ago. I'm surprised the batteries still work. You have an amazing daughter, Gary. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. Okay. Great sense of humor, too. That's sweet. Awesome, 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 awesome scores. Anyways, guys, we want to know, do you agree with our scores? Do you disagree? Let us know. Th no, you can't disagree with our fucking scores. That score they was can. amazing. They can do whatever they want. No, man, that badass button, that that was phenomenal. Yeah. Anyways, if you do, if you still disagree, just let us know down in the comments. And, of course, join our Telegram group. And link us some Bitcoin memes to review because of Bitcoin meme review. I mean, review memes because it's Bitcoin meme review. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. Get yourself the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the Bitcoin 3D printed Bitcoin art grenade and the honey badger 3D printed honey badger. And you can put a cold card inside. Really cool stuff. Take advantage of the link down below for 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, guys, we covered this yesterday. We had the CEO of Luxor Pool. We wanted to get his, you know, input in this. And now we have the creator of BitBlock Boom, the the Bitcoin conference, the most maximalist Bitcoin conference. And we want to get his opinion on this, the, on essentially what's going on with the infrastructure bill. And it looks like there are senators trying to fix it. And those senators are Senator Wyden and Senator Cynthia Loomis, right? We covered this yesterday on yesterday's show, so I'm not going to repeat it. But what I thought was really badass, and I know that uh, Gary's going to appreciate this, <laughs> Don't mess with Texas, <laughs> Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, he he wasn't he didn't even want to amend the infrastructure bill. He just wanted it to take it out completely. And just to kind of read what I read yesterday, Senator Ted Cruz introduces legislation to repeal infrastructure bills, devastating attack on emerging uh, Bitcoin and shitcoin industry. And he says the Lone Star State has quickly emerged as the main hub for the Bitcoin and shitcoin industry, and that exciting industry is now in danger of being stifled and driven overseas by an overreaching provision in the newly signed reckless spending bill. As a deliberate body, the Senate should have done its job and held hearings to properly understand the consequences of legislation on this emerging industry before we risk the livelihoods and privacy of participating Americans. I urge my colleagues in the Senate to repeal this harmful language that will create regulatory uncertainty and turn it in in an unnecessary barrier to innovation. Ted Cruz for president uh, 2024. That's what I have to say about that. But yeah, man, look, um, Gary, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on the whole infrastructure bill tobacco? We know that the treasury snuck it in on purpose. We had uh, 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 Senator Cynthia Loomis said that in the past. We played a video of it yesterday, right? So what are your thoughts on this whole infrastructure bill? Do you think they're gonna rectify it? Our suspicion is that they're not going to. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I, I think her name is Lemus, like hummus. I know. apologize. English is like my third language. Well, I just, so. That's what she told me, so I'm just going with that. Oh, okay. And, oh, and, okay. And I, and I think, that's if I'm correct, that Jimmy Song orange-pilled Ted Cruz. He's the one that orange-pilled Ted Cruz, Ooh. if I'm correct. So I was there when he announced that he had bought his first Bitcoin. So, um, you know, they tried to get the language changed before this bill was voted on. Yes. And if my recollection is correct, then they weren't able to. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do anything now about it or not. And it's kind of a weird. I mean, just the fact that it's out there in the world, that there's something in there messing up that could possibly mess up more so cryptocurrency to me than Bitcoin. 
causes uh, issues. I had a guy at the counter at a, a conference. I said, a, a conference this weekend. And the guy came up and said, what is that badge? What is that conference? I said, well, it's about Bitcoin and stuff. He goes, well, doesn't everybody know that shit's going down the toilet because of the new laws? And I said, man, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about, dude. And he kept going on about it. I said, man, you're damn an idiot. And uh, I thought he was going like, to jump on me. But uh, <laughs> I think I think that's a perfect example of how this has caused people to be concerned about something they really don't need to be concerned about that much, at least in the Bitcoin world. Who they, I mean, I, I guess they could screw with exchanges like Coinbase and stuff, but how how's this all going to screw with you paying taxes? I mean, if you're just hodling, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it isn't. So, so what we've always said on the show, Gary, is that if it doesn't have sufficient, and Satoshi actually said this, and I'll pull up his actual quote, if it doesn't have sufficient amount of decentralization, the government is going to be able to shut it down. Yes. And that is the case with everything except for Bitcoin, right? Exactly. I think they can walk into XRP's offices and say, turn it off. I mean, I, but that is kind oh, of yeah. a, a thought that they like didn't get shut down. If you can't shut down that shit coin, you can never shut down Bitcoin. I mean, not that you could anyway, but I mean, that's just more proof that shit coin, that Bitcoin can never be shut down. But I, I don't think that's going to get pulled out of there. I, I think it's it's in there now. Um, you know, maybe maybe if the Republicans win the House and Senate, they can do something about it in what another year and a half. But I think right now that's in there. But I don't see a lot happening in the year and a half. Yeah. So so I don't think it's a big concern. I I agree. It it, it doesn't affect you if you hodl, you know. And if you're a bitcoiner, yeah. you, you know you you, you if you're mine, a bitcoiner, you're probably hodling. <laughs> yeah, you're you're mining you're mining fiat. You're dumping that fiat, and you're getting bitcoin. You know, just repeat that process over and over again. What are your thoughts on this, Phil? They were telling shitcoiners this back in 2017. I, I mean, I, I remember this. You know, everybody was talking about even back then. Like, look, you know, if you're trading shitcoins and you're sitting on exchanges and you're doing this, like, you're, you know, at some point the government's going to come after you. And everyone's sitting there going, "Oh no, it's the Wild West. They're never going to come after us." This and that. And it's like, really? These are all, you know, this is this is what we said before, right? You know, they and this is what you said before, Nico. They, it doesn't have de sufficient decentralization. You know, so either what happens, you either become one of the many arms of the government, right? Or you're sufficiently decentralized and they hate you and they're scared of you and they get all these puppets to come out and create ESG narratives to try to destroy you. Absolutely. So <laughs> and we, we've shown the receipts. We've shown the receipts like the majority of Ethereum nodes run on AWS servers, meaning Ethereum is run by Jeff Bezos. Oh, wow. <laughs> And we, if, we actually had a Bitcoiner on that that used to mine Ethereum and told us straight up exactly how it worked and everything. So it was fantastic. But and he's a Bitcoin if, only now. If you remember, put the politics aside. If you remember January 6th, right, what happened to that app called Parler that was run on AWS servers. It happened to get on the wrong side of the government, right? And what happened to that? Shut down. So yeah. what happens if Ethereum gets on the wrong side of the government? You know, what happens if Bitcoin gets on the wrong side of the government? Pound sand. Um, but anyways, moving on. Before we cover Bitblock Boom, I, I saw this article and I had to cover it, Phil, because there is so much signal here. Okay, there's a lot of noise, right? Which is, what the fuck does this have to do with Bitcoin? Just bear with me one second, okay? So this is from the Wall Street Journal, right? A mainstream media publication. Retirement fund giant uh, coppers votes to use leverage and more alternative assets. Now, here's the signal, right? We scroll down. 
The board of the nation's largest pension fund voted Monday to use borrowed money and alternative assets to meet its investment return target, even after lowering that target just a few months ago. The move by the 495, that's a lot of money, 495 billion California public employment, employment retirement system reflects that the dimming prospects for safe public, uh, publicly traded investments by households and institutions alike sets a tone for in increased risk taking by pension funds around the country. You know why? Because fiat is slowly stealing from you. But here's the signal, Phil. Here's the signal. Without changes, Kalper said its current asset mix would produce 20-year returns of 6.2%, short of both the 7% 7 target the fund started in 2021 with the 68 target implemented over the summer. Now, I want you to focus on this number, uh -oh. 6.2, okay? This just came out a couple days ago. Inflation jumped to 6.2% in October, biggest monthly rise in 30 years. That means that that California big pension fund, you know what their actual return rate is? Yeah, they Zero. Just, they just stand still. <laughs> Standing still. Hey, that guy oh, ought to be pissed gosh. off about that. That was pissed off about the 100-year deal. <laughs> and you know what fixes this? Bitcoin fixes this. Why invest in the pension fund? Why trust other people with your money that are getting you a measly 6.2% that's not beating inflation where you could literally take self-custody of your own future, take your financial sovereignty back into your own hands, and pretty much guarantee you that you're going to get a much better return than a 6.2%. Um, you know, so yeah, man, this is, this is, this is Phil, what we've been saying, this is absolute clown world. Phil, what are your thoughts? And then we'll get Gary's. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say really like that. That's just completely insane. I mean, those pension funds are absolutely massive and you just pointed out they're getting zero. There is absolutely no point in investing in that. You know what? This is really interesting though, because it's zero now. What do you think happens next year and the year after? So let's just kind of, okay, you know, we'll, we'll act, extrapolate out. And let's just say in five years, those funds are now losing against inflation. So now you're putting money in and you're losing your purchasing power going into the future. Uh, I don't, uh, anyways, I don't think they were expecting this. Not at all. What are your thoughts on this, Gary? When you see this, you know, what are your, what, what are your feelings? Well, I don't have much feelings on that. Uh, <laughs> I feel sad for the people whose money's tied up there and they're not making anything. Think about it for a second. The 6.2 that they lowered it down they want to make, that's probably a realistic number of what they want to make. That probably is truly a number they would like to make. But when you go to your second image or your second page, it showed the inflation rate of 6.2%. That's not a true number. That is a rigged number. If you were to use the number or the charting method or whatever you want to call it that they used 30 years ago for figuring out inflation, I bet it would be 10 or 12% because they've tweaked that number over the last 20, 30 years and gotten things out that they don't use in inflation anymore in calculating inflation that they used to. My God, for rents, for instance, they're out of the moon. I don't know if those are counted. I don't know off the top of my head what is counted and what's not, but I know the numbers that they use today are way lower than the numbers they used 20 years ago. So those numbers that they used 20 years ago are way more realistic. So that means those people are actually losing money now, not 
as soon as it changes, they're already losing money because 6.2% is not a really true picture of what the uh, inflation rate is. And everybody knows, everybody knows that. But the government doesn't. I think sometimes they just want to tell us that because they have to pay all the employees and all the security and everybody. It's all based off of inflation. So they have to give them all raises. So for every point that goes up, it costs them a fortune. So they gave you the real number. Oh, my gosh, it cost them another $10 billion or $1 trillion, which they don't seem to mind, but they just don't want to do it, I guess, because then you'd have too much money and you wouldn't be dependent on them. You're absolutely right. And and, and that's just a terrifying thought, uh, Gary. And, and and you're you're spot on with the with the CPI metric because they conveniently leave out the two things that people spend the most money on food and energy. Right. So gas prices, not on there. Energy costs, not on there. Food, not on there. Right. Yeah. And those are the things if you actually look at the, the the you know, the cost of those two things in the last year alone, they've gone up like 20, 30, 40 percent. Yeah. So that could skew it up to 10 percent, maybe. Exactly. But Sailor says the real rate of inflation is 20 to 15 percent. Right. So it's like I, I feel so bad. And that's so much money. And it's just constantly being drained and these people are working you know they're 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 putting their hard-earned you know time and energy into this work and they don't have a retirement that's that's a catastrophe it's hard to believe that with that much money too that's the best return they can hope to get 6.2 percent but i think you're not talking a hundred dollars thousand dollars what was it 500 billion yeah around 500 billion yeah and that's the best they could hope to get it's 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 sad but hey you know what bitcoin fixes this anyways to wrap up the new segment i want to talk about gary's bitblock boom and they have a huge announcement guess what guess who's going to bitblock boom the the legendary not jack maulers jack ballers so this was really cool uh I, you you released a video about it super super no, super super cool he's gonna be a keynote speaker at Bit, bitblock boom 2022 get your tickets soon though because the price does go up let me pull it up the price goes up in 13 days get your tickets now to bitblock boom it's gonna be in august 25th 26th 27th 28th i didn't go last year but i went the year before it was amazing definitely get a room at the hotel of the event super cool and i just want to highlight this part before i get gary's thoughts this is not a shitcoin or blockchain <laughs> event no matter of fact uh, i ha- i actually i uh, think i sent like ten thousand dollars back to someone last week that bought a sponsorship because i allow people to buy sponsorships online they can just buy them online but i review them and i go and it says don't even buy bothering this shit if you're a shitcoiner because i'm going to send you back your money and like every fifth sixth person some shitcoiner buying a sponsorship and I have to look, and I just and when I say send a message, I sent you back your money because you're a shit coiner and you're against the rules. I said, I know, I just thought I'd try. They always know it. They, just, they try. <laughs> they try anyway. I guess they oh, think man. they'll get squeaked by, and I won't catch them or whatever. But you know, I do want to go over another thing for people who've already bought their tickets. They do need to get their hotel room right away because uh, the hotel is smaller this size and room size, and it's going to sell out. So I hate someone to go, oh, I bought my ticket back in November, but I don't have a room. And, you know, we ran out of room in February or something. So um, go to bitblockboom.com slash hotel. And, and and another tip, if you know you're coming, you know, but you haven't bought your ticket yet because maybe you're like saving up for it or something or you're waiting for Bitcoin to hit 100000 so you can use Bitcoin, whatever reason, I would go reserve my room, you know, because you don't pay for it till like two weeks before the event. You know, so you might as well, if you know you're going, go ahead and reserve your room because that didn't cost you jack. You know, absolutely. And and look, guys, you know, you know, the drill, right? We only only invite, 
you know, uh, you know, CEOs or you know, organizers of products or events that we have personally used ourselves, right? So I've been to Bitblock Boom personally. Amazing conference, had a great time. I couldn't go this year, unfortunately, because have to keep going with Simply Bitcoin, and it's hard to travel. It's actually pretty funny, Gary. I was filming Simply Bitcoin at Bitblock Boom a year ago so not this year and I, I brought my green screen to the hotel and i was filming it um while on the what like while at the hotel at the conference but super, super well you know cool. that conference may go down in history you know that conference that conference made us the longest continuous running bitcoin conference in the world because no one else had one that year because of uh, covid i'm not saying we're the oldest the longest running <laughs> so i'm pulling out my my claim there and i'm taking advantage of that the longest oh. running bitcoin conference and, and and I might add, um, again, uh, just to specify YouTube, okay, um, you know, follow the, the mask laws in your state, okay, after the disclosure, okay, in Texas, they didn't have those. So, you know, at that conference, right, and it was in the middle of the pandemic, no one was wearing a mask. It was a freedom conference, man. And that's what you felt. That was the energy there. Really recommend it. Really cool stuff. Gary, before we wrap it up, do you wanna do you wanna drop a little bit of hints or any secrets to the audience? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you spoke of Senator Lemus a minute ago. Uh, I think she's locked in. We're just waiting for the Senate schedule to come out now, so she can tell people and you can ask her one on one. You know, that's the great thing about BitBlock Boom. I only give people five minutes for questions because they're there all day. Just go ask them later. You know, we don't have to have them up on the stage for an hour. We can get a whole nother speaker in. So I feel pretty confident she's going to be there unless there's something unexpected on the Senate schedule. She'll be there. Um, and we have some other speakers. I'm not that confident. I haven't locked down enough yet. But uh, just look at, everybody should just go look at the lineup. You know, I tried to create the kind of conference I want to go to, not the kind of conference I've been to. And I think it shows because everybody who goes always has good things to say. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. It is definitely a maxi conference to the fullest extent. Yeah. And you heard it here. Senator Cynthia Loomis, almost almost 99 percent confirmed, is going to speak at this year's BitBlock Boom conference. Get your tickets now. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Store your seed in the cypher wheel. Fireproof, waterproof, pet proof, tamper evident. The link is down below in the show notes, cyphersafe.io. All right, we've got fully noted version 0.2.30 that was released. It's down below. Lots of great features. Check it out. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. Before we go, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to subscribe to us on rumble.com in case YouTube goes apple podcast spotify anchor all the major platforms and of course i want to give a special shout out to our legendary guest the bitcoin boomer gary leland you can go follow him at gary leland he is the hall of fame podcaster he is the organizer of the BitBlock boom definitely get your tickets definitely give this man a follow and guys, you know, you know, you know what to do if you enjoyed the show. Smash the like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the people perspective and the catastrophic fails from the shitcoiners, definitely consider subscribing. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for another episode of Simply Bitcoin. The ice cubes melting faster.